everyone, welcome to the Shelf Care Interview, an occasional conversation series where Booklist talks to book people. This Shelf Care Interview is sponsored by Learner Publishing Group. I'm Julia Smith, and today I'm talking to Vonda Michelle Nelson about her new picture book, Small Shoes, Great Strides, How Three Brave Girls Open Doors to School Equality, which is available from Carol Rhoda Books on November 7th. Thank you for joining me today, Vonda. Thank you very much for inviting me today. Of course. Uh, let's just take a moment so that you can tell everyone about your book. Uh, Small Shoes, Great Strides. It's a nonfiction picture book about three first grade girls who integrated the New Orleans School District on November 14, 1960. It was the same day that Ruby Bridges integrated France Elementary. Leona Tate, Essie Prevost, and Gail Atien were barely six years old. When they entered the school escorted by U.S. Marshals, they walked through mobs of angry protesters into McDonough 19 public school. I thought it was an important step in the fight for school equality. And the significance of simply going to school was kind of unrealized by them. Of course, they were only six years old. Um, and for years, the women didn't talk much about it, but I hope to play a part in giving them up done at three, as they came to be called. They're an overdue recognition because, you know, I love finding undertold stories and uh, telling, trying to tell the world about them. And this is undertold. So how did you first learn about it? Well... One of the gifts of having done Bad News for Outlaws about the Deputy Marshal Bass Reeves was that I made friends in the U.S. Marshal Service. And Jim Dunn, who's associated with the Marshal's Museum, which has just opened recently in Fort Smith, um, he knew, of course, about Bad News for Outlaws because that's how we met. He sent me um, an email message back in 2017 saying, I might have a story for you. Because he knew that three women, because of their association with the Marshal Service, and they had come to Fort Smith for another event. And I was intrigued, and I looked up a little bit of information about them, and I became more intrigued. And he then... You know, I, I let him know I was interested, and so he then put me in touch with the three women, and they were kind and generous with their story, and for us, still, you know, there's the book. Tell me about some of your research and the fact that you were actually able to speak with the women. Yes, that was very different for me. I, um, in the past, you know, I've written about people that are passed on. And so I've always wanted to, as they say, talk to dead people in the past because there are so many questions that you have that that person can only, only that person can answer. So I was very excited about the idea that I could actually talk to these, these three women. And um, so it, it was wonderful, but it was also a little scary because I wanted to tell their story and I wanted to do it in a way that they were happy about it. And so, you know, I, I was nervous about being able to do that. 
you know, that when it was all over, are they going to feel that I've, yeah, I've done their story justice? Are they going to like what I've done? So that added a little extra kind of self-imposed uh, stress in the process. But I have to say that I think things worked out really well. And I'm just excited about the whole thing. But of course, there was a lot with the research that was kind of challenging because a lot of the records, a lot of their personal records and photographs, and a lot of the school records were destroyed in Hurricane Katrina. And I also had a chance to talk to one of the surviving U.S. Marshals from that time period. The others had passed on. And that was nice to get a perspective, you know, that was different from the girls. And of course, you know, I used newspaper articles and magazine articles and spoke to as many people as I could talk to from the story and like from the Marshall service about how the marshals were involved. Um, I really wanted to give the marshals a place, a really strong place in the book, because I think they don't get the kind of credit sometimes that they deserve. They have been at so many of these um, like civil rights events and uh, dealt with so many different conflicts in our country. They kept people safe. They were just there, you know, to help people feel better and more secure. And I really think that they deserve a lot more recognition than really seem to get sometimes. So I, I wanted to highlight them. And I, as, as, you, as you see, they, they are in heavily featured within the text. But also, I spent some time with them, as I think they're important. And, and also, law enforcement these days seems to um, be getting a lot of negative press. Yes. I think that um, they need to get some positive press because they do put things for us. That's such a good point. And sort of dovetailing with that, yes, this is a very important part of history that we haven't been told about much um, outside of Ruby Bridges. But aside from like this historical moment, what kinds of lessons do you hope young readers are going to get from reading this? Well, one of the things that kind of, uh, I was thinking about that, um, I hope that this story and other stories like it encourage young people to be comments. I suspect that many of the people who participated in those paper protests against these girls look back now and have some regrets about And I just think, you know, that, that that whole ideal, teaching them to be kind and to avoid being swept up by the crowd and being a follower, thinking of how would I feel? You know, maybe putting yourself in someone else's shoes. How would I feel if that were me? And this was hard. I mean, it's getting so kind. So I think that this book will be a, a wonderful addition to libraries and classrooms and that librarians and teachers are going to be very excited about it or it, the, the story you tell in it, but you put in so much good information in the back matter. And that is so important when we're at Booklist, when we're reviewing books, reviewing nonfiction, and, you know, we find an interesting story, but there are no source notes 
there are no citations. And we know that's a problem. And so to see all of your sources listed there and then all of this really interesting extra bits that you stuck back there, why was it important to you to have that information included? Well, if you looked at my other books, you'll see that I can't help myself. <laughs> I gather all this information and a lot of it is certain backstory that doesn't necessarily need to be anywhere. So a lot of the choices that are made, of course, are what is going to be in the moment spoiling part. I think about, okay, if, if I were a reader, what other questions would I have? What else would I want to know? What might I ask? Um, and so I want to answer all those questions. And this story, it's a, it's, a, it's a complex situation. There was so much that I think people were like about what was the whole idea of the desegregation and there's just so much about what led up to all of that. And I know all readers aren't may not may not be interested in that, but I think many will. And also with regard to the sources that I list, so some of them aren't even listed, but I list as many as they'll let me put in there. But I know that there are some people who are researchers. I know how it helps me to have a bibliography at the end of something to help me move to look for other information that I might want. And it also, um, as you suggested, can can kind of um, give your work a kind of credibility that I like to feel people then know that I did my homework or tried as best I could to find the answers and to find the truth of the situation. That's really important to me. And when I find something that, for instance, in this story, when I learned that they had entered the school before Ruby Bridges, I was like, oh my goodness. And to me, I mean, Ruby Bridges is, is fabulous and, you know, nothing, uh, not to minimize anything that she did, but I wanted to set the record straight that these women were the first. And yes. I think they deserve credit for that. Absolutely. But anyway, I guess I've made my point about the back matter. I, I can't help myself. Um, and, and, and I really admire people when I look at picture books that are so concise and uh, in so few words, and they've done so much. And it's just wonderful. It is. And I say, I want to be able to do that because I, I just can't seem to be able to economize in the same way as some of my the authors I admire. It is a real talent to be able to boil down complex topics in any field for the picture book audience. And you do a marvelous job of that. And I think with the back matter and just like, even just having it there, even if the kids aren't actively looking at every bit of it, it models such a good practice for them to like know how to use a resource and look for and vet sources, which is sometimes lost with Googling and that sort of thing. So I think even if they don't realize they're picking up some tips for the future, they will be. Yeah. And 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 and, and maybe they'll see what it takes. Yes. You know, in the matter of going online and, and getting information and writing up something that there's you have to pull information from all kinds of sources. 
print and online and photographs and and interviews with people and finding an expert, you know, all of those kinds of things. I hope, yeah, that maybe um, teachers and parents can, you know, look at this and help children see that and help them as they work on their projects. And and then, of course, in the back matter, there's so many people to thank. Yeah. Uh, when you do a project like this, you can't do it by yourself. You've got, you need all these sources. And, and librarians, of course, <laughs> often are, they're just invaluable because they lead me to sources that, that I wouldn't know about sometimes. And I am so grateful for Interlibrary Month because, yes. you know, we're not a huge community and we don't have a huge library system, but I can, most of the time, if I find something that I want, the library can find it through your library loan, and I so appreciate that. Well, that seems like the perfect note to end our conversation. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you for inviting me to share this book, and um, I'm so excited about its coming out and um, and what's to come after. Absolutely. Thanks to everyone listening to the Shelf Care Interview. This self-care interview was sponsored by Learner Publishing Group, publisher of Vonda Michelle Nelson's Small Shoes, Great Strides, which is available on November 7th. Happy reading! Happy reading.